0: Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. And we're back, man. Episode 158. Yep. All right, let's get right into it, man. Um, recently, um, Lil Nas X just did a video, and the video is pretty controversial. Um, I-, I think, personally- Lil Nas Sex, Lil Nas X. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think
0: Lil Nas X is just gonna say fuck it. He's just gonna start a video and just be fucking in the video. now. nigga gonna have an OnlyFans
1: 2022. <laughs> <laughs> can't nobody suck my penis.
0: You can't suck my penis. Oh, oh yeah, he gonna remix that shit till he <laughs> gonna be he gonna be living off that song for a long time.
1: Or not? If the nigga don't own his masters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. He doesn't but it's, he could probably tour off that song, bro. Yeah, he gets some tour. Yeah, he gets in. You know, do you know the sad the sad thing when um you know when your uh when your fame kind of dwindled down a little bit, you do the they call it like the Chitlin' Circuit. Oh, and yeah, you, you go, go back down. Yeah, you'd be doing like these little hole in the wall spots or you might do a run in Europe or something. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: little Lil Nas X gonna fucking end up at Club Bricks real soon.
1: Dang, that'd
0: be wild. So what's that dude? on is this Some random radio voice guy? Like, <laughs> show up to Bricks
1: <laughs> Bricks Lounge and Saturday at 10 p.m. You got little Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Bring the kids. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it make a long story short, little Nas X just released a pretty weird video. I, I weird is subjective, so I don't want to call it weird. No, but in this video, the imagery was... It's a lot of shit. All right, here's an article. Uh, Lil Nas X responds to backlash over twerking on CGI Satan. All right, basically in this video, he was twerking on Satan and he had heels on and shit. All right, he said, I am an adult. I am not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. Lil Nas X. Wow, that's crazy. Lil Nas X is no stranger to controversy. And the two-time Grammy winner, 21 years old, recently fanned the flames When he recently when he released the highly anticipated video for his single Montero, call me by your call me by your name. uh, Although lauded by fans as a metaphor for how it feels to come out as a member of the LGBT community. Others have responded with criticism online uh, filled with biblical references. The video begins with the artist being seduced by the snake in the Garden of Eden. He's then put on trial and subsequently stoned to death. But not with stones uh, before he ascends to heaven. His trip is cut short as he rides a pole down to hell where he, is, he gives Satan a now infamous lap dance in patent leather thigh high stilettos. All right. Well, here's the deal. I think a lot of people are like, you know what? Uh, Little Nas X is a devil worshiper. I knew it. I think when it comes to art, you can't have such a simplistic way of looking at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, that's subjective. You know that's like me saying I don't like pineapples on pizza. I think it's fucking disgusting. I hate pineapples on pizza. Pineapples is fire. You like that shit? Yeah. You might as well do- Okay, you you
1: like pineapples, right? But what if yeah, I make my cum taste good? Okay. Um but what I'm th- <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Try to hold it again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't know you would turn into Bill Cosby. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, funny.
1: This nigga turned into a young Bill Cosby yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say mm-hmm. this video is weird too. I I think we I think we're okay with saying that because yeah. I don't think that's a a homophobic thing. I just think outside of all of that is just strange symbolism going on. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of subliminal messaging. But what I took from the video is this, the first time, but the way my brain, like I'm very analytical. So the way my brain worked when I was watching this shit, I was like, oh, when it started up and I seen that snake, I was like, oh, this is definitely has a biblical, like, I guess, context to it. God damn, it's loud. Yeah, I know, right? Somebody, I don't know, somebody probably got shot. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're downtown at our studio down here. So we hear those sirens all the time. Mm-hmm. Or they might just be going to lunch. You know, probably they probably turn that on when they're trying to get somewhere quick. <laughs> Arby's about to close. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> if you're rushing to get to Arby's, though, that's wild. Oh man, I've never heard anybody recently say, "Hey, let's go to Arby's." <laughs> I'm hungry. You know what? You know what really curbed my hunger? Arby's. August.
1: We have the meats. It sounds. It sounds like that. I think that black guy does their voice. Yeah. Again. It's like a famous voice, uh, voice guy. Yeah, like, a, yeah. Mm. that'd be crazy. Arby's, we got the dick. That's crazy. Um, anyway, <laughs> that nigga a little Nas nice will be there every day. I love Nas. Be like,
0: I heard y'all had dick here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, Anyways, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was definitely a lot of subliminal messaging in the video. Um, obviously the Garden of Eden with the snake that came down and. Licked him or bit him or whatever and then he was Getting stoned and he ascended to heaven Right once he was ascending To heaven and the bible I guess They say that homosexuality is an abomination Right mm-hmm. so When he was going up to heaven all of a sudden A fucking long ass Stripper pole comes up and he's basically Saying okay if I'm a burning Hell then fuck it I'll burn in hell for being Gay all the way down there so he slid All the way down <laughs> that pole And started twerking on the <laughs> devil <laughs> Uh, and it was just like, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel any type of way about it because I feel like things that are purposely put out for shock value don't shock
1: me. Yeah. You kind of falling into it if you.
0: Yeah, if you exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not enamored by people's attempts to shock me, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, it just doesn't shock me. And then, you know, after twerking on the devil and having his nuts on the devil mm-hmm. and, then, and then after that he break the devil's neck and put the horns on. Yeah. So he was basically saying, like, if I'm going to hell and I'm going to be the devil for being gay, well, fuck it. I'll be the devil. Yeah. That was the purpose of the video, folks. Mm-hmm. And people are like, cancel Lil Nas X. And then
1: this isn't it. Also, there was a shoe that came out. Right. And, Before you get to the shoe. Okay. I, I will say, though, I think... Um, if that was the, his intention, obviously like the whole symbolism and it's gonna, it's gonna ruffle people's feathers just because, mm-hmm. you know, our society is built on, you know, Christian faith for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say though, like for a person, you know, if it's his, his idea, the theme of the video is like, yo, I'm coming out and I don't want to have to, because the way he came in the game and you, you told me this before he, he had even came out that there were people in Twitter yeah. comments, they were like, yo, like, when is Lil Nas gonna come out? And all yeah. this kind of stuff. So I think that, um, you know, if that if that's his idea, like, yo, I'm tired of living in the shell and I just want to be myself. And he just, like, I think that's cool. Good for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but
1: here's the thing, though. Uh, we also talked about this off, uh, off podcast, but I just feel like
0: the whole coming out thing or the you know uh, doubling down on the on being gay. If you're gay, that's okay. But I don't think anyone's shocked by it anymore. Like you, people coming
1: out doesn't shock anyone anymore. Like, coming out, coming out. The, uh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. coming out now, mm-hmm. um, or not now, it's not as shocking as it what once was. Maybe a couple years ago, right? But it used to be like almost like a marketing scheme, right? And, it, and also another thing that bothered me, and this is you know me speaking from a heterosexual standpoint, so I'm sure, like, right. there, there are um, homosexuals that, uh, that applaud these certain things, but I would get annoyed by um, homo... Or, I mean, not homosexual, but, like, uh, someone coming out or being gay or, you know, a guy kissing a guy or a girl kissing a girl as, like, this plot twist in, in a right. TV show or a movie. I'm right. just like, yo, like, why can't we... Why can't do come out um, from the start of the show... Right, you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, this is my boyfriend, and then we like, oh, okay, this is this is what we're getting into, right? Versus waiting until episode four, and then he's just eyeing some guy in the party, and the next thing you know, they're making yeah. it out in the bathroom. Like, stop making being gay like a novelty. Yeah, right. So it, that's that's pretty much what I take from it. Um,
0: and look, I like this EP that he came out with a while ago. I Think mm-hmm. like last year he came out with the EP. How many songs? Like six, seven songs on An EP? Them? Huh. He had a DP? No, not a dick. He came out with an EP. Oh, okay. Uh, this is almost like an album, but it's on <laughs> Spotify. I just want to clarify that for people. Not talking about dicks right now. All right, Keith. I had about enough of you. <laughs> you pineapple eating son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Yo, pineapples are so fucking nasty on pizza. Like fruit don't belong on pizza. It's it makes the pizza all soggy and shit. Like, tomatoes what, what? are
1: fruits though.
0: What if I told you to sprinkle some fucking raisins on the pizza? Would you do that?
1: If it's fire, oh man, you done lost your nah, mind. Ain't no raisins on pizza. That sounds nasty. Yeah, raisins what? only belong like by themselves. We not we not coupling raisins up with nothing. Raisins don't belong with shit. They are so nasty. Oh, hey, have you? They have these. Uh, they're the green. They're green raisins, but they they like sour. Mm. They give them to the kids at lunch now. Really? Yeah. Cuz you know we used to get the purple the purple raisins and they just be yeah. just whatever. The ones for old people? Yeah, that's old like old people uh old people, you know, snacks. Old but. people, they're so old that like
0: raisins are almost like uh they, raisins are almost like uh fucking uh what's those candy that like jolly ranchers or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old people be eating
1: certain like fruits. That. Old people be eating shit like plums. Cause it, it look it looked like they eating themselves, cause they older. And and <laughs> <laughs> raisins look like an old black man's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Oh man, yeah. But no, they have. But what I was telling, they have like a sour version of like the raisins, and they they like they got like a modern twist to it. It's like an upgrade from the old. Really? Raisins. Yeah, they pretty good actually. I sour raisins? Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's almost like eating a sour like worm or something like that a sour patch kid but it's but just it's a, a real raisin. raisin it's just a raisin yeah how
0: the fuck did they do this
1: it's just i don't know they add whatever sour ingredients is and a little bit of sugar on oh it. so it didn't come it's not natural it's a real fruit but i'm saying like they probably put something in some, it some like whatever makes whatever chemical makes things sour yeah well don't let your kids eat these raisins
0: <laughs> they already <laughs> eating them at school you're like mommy why am I growing another arm <laughs> yeah um but yeah I, I just think that the the whole idea of doubling down on uh being being gay that I mean that's not so much the problem but just the context just the way in which he is doing it mm-hmm. it's just a lot like he has I think he is this the only song no this is probably only the second song because <clears throat> he had one song called closure that's a, Give me a
1: after on the Old EP, time. it's a song oh, called e.
0: Closure. It's a good song, mm. but he's basically talking about being gay on there. Oh, right! Okay. And I was like, "This is just dope." Like, I don't give a fuck that Lil Nas X is gay. I like the music. Okay, look, I think when you talk about any form of art and the person that happens to be gay, they should get the same respect as little as uh, I about to say, Lil John, as Elton John. Yeah, yeah. I about to mm. say Lil John, they'd be
1: like, "Lil John gay?" Ah, uh, some rumors out there. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Imagine. I think, hold on, <clears throat> just imagine that. If Lil, if Lil John was gay, what? You'd be like, "Yeah, yo, <laughs> <That's it>. yeah, yo, <laughs> butts, but. butts, butts,
2: <laughs> anal,
0: <laughs> till the sweat fall down my balls." <laughs>
1: That was okay, crazy.
2: is crazy,
1: but um, I think I think for me, whether it's whether it's uh male or female or heterosexual or you know homosexual, whatever, I feel like um, it just has to be tasteful. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. Like even even those though, even some of those Lil John songs are pretty cringy by today's standards. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of people don't just ride around bumping those. But um, a lot of those old songs, Teddy Pendergrass, Marvin Gaye and all them, where they would yeah. like they would find a way to kind of creep the sexuality into the songs, yeah. you know, and make it, you know, make it sexu- sexual, but just use creative lyrics to not make it so overt. I think that's like that's better for me, whether it's. You know whatever type of you know sexual relationship you try to have, right. um, but when you like kind of over the top and you know it just kind of it's just too much. It's just like not tasteful.
0: By the way, it, it, I feel the same way about Madonna. Somebody like Madonna is uh-huh. just over the top. Uh-huh. You know licking licking. Uh, what was she licking Britney Spears in the face or some shit? I'm just like, come on, this is all for attention. Remember she kissed Drake. Yeah, she gives
1: Drake. That Drake, like, Drake was like, "Oh God." Jack's like, "Oh no." I got kisses from Madonna. I bet you. She heard- old enough to beat my mama. Her lips was dry. Six, six, six.
0: Oh man.
1: That's yeah. funny
0: But oh this isn't it There's more about this story with Lil Nas X Oh the shoes you're talking yeah, about Yeah he shoes. also came out Or let me let me uh, add some context to this Because there's a little bit more um, uh, Where the fuck is it Okay no I thought I would put it on there Oh here it is yeah um, Nike denies involvement with Lil Nas X Satan's shoes can- containing human blood I, There's not real blood in this shit right mm-hmm. um but there's at the bottom of the nike shoe there's like this bubble and it's got this floating element in it it's like fake blood right uh the old town road artist is collaborating with streetwear company M S C H F, which is short for mischief on pentagram sporting shoes only 666 pairs which will be on sale monday right the devil wears prada is uh and now According to Lil, rapper, uh, Lil Nas X, he also wears custom Nike sneakers containing human blood. Lil Nas X Old Town Road Artist is collaborating with the streetwear company Mischief on a pair of Satan shoes, only 666 pairs, of which will be on sale Monday. The controversial kicks, apparently modified Nike Air Max 97s, are decorated with the pentagram pendant and a reference to Luke 1018, a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. They'll be sold for 1018 the sneakers also contain a drop of human blood in the soul. Fuck, it's real blood? That's disgusting. Uh, drawn from members of Mischief team, the company told NBC News on Sunday. Um, News of the shoes drew outrage over the, over the Palm Sunday the Palm Sunday weekend. Some critics slammed both Lil Nas X and Nike, but Nike was quick to distance himself from the shoes, pointing out that they are custom adaptations of existing products. We do not have a relationship with Lil Nas X or Mischief. Nike said in a statement, "Nike did not design or release these shoes, and we do not endorse them." Wow, little Nas X, this is crazy. Yeah, I just think this is over the top, and I, I think your message, whatever message you had, got lost by your, his attempt to purposely
1: overshoot what he was trying to do. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, too much. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. As far as marketing goes. I think it was a good marketing scheme because he has us talking about it. He has the world talking about it in two days. It's almost 30 million views on the music video. You know, he's trending all over. And that will probably um, transfer over into actual, you know, streaming numbers and, you know, actual tangible money. But um, I think that art is... Art lasts longer when when there's no gimmick associated. There you go, this is a gimmick. Yeah, when you just put out, you know, like I, I think about some of the songs that have just trended over the past. Um, few years like Hotline Bling or uh, This Is America and all these songs right. that was they turned into their own entities as far as memes and gifts and stuff like that. But they weren't gimmicks themselves. There it wasn't go. like Drake or Gambino coming out with no crazy baby mama drama or anything like that. It was just the song and they went crazy and and that, that was the end of it. Like I feel nice. like with this song. It's obviously going to do good because people are racing to it to see like they're trying to find all the symbolism. They're looking at it. And 10 years from now, we won't care. Right. Yeah, that's facts. We won't.
0: Yeah. I, it won't even be 10 years. I say within the next year or two, nobody's going to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Not even any, by the end of this year, there'll be something else that's distracting us because people have a short attention span. So yeah. all the attention is on Lil Nas X right now. Yeah. All of it. But if uh, all it's going to take is Joe Biden falling down one more time. And everybody's going to talk <laughs> gonna about, hey, about is Zex. this guy fit to be president? Yeah, I know Lil Nas X is with the devil, but <laughs> Biden fell down again. And this is more important. <laughs> 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 Biden, that's, yo, that's got to be his last time falling. Yeah. If this motherfucker falls down again, bro, that'll be just, just you might as well just give Kamala <laughs> make Kamala the fucking president. After yeah,
1: that. somebody gonna have to carry him upstairs. Yeah, that'd be bad. I was looking at that plane. That mug is huge. That's a big plane. If he look, he's lucky. He fell forward. Yeah.
0: If he fell back, dude, I would have been. Sheesh. If if he fell back then uh, we might be having a whole nother conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's dangerous
0: Yeah, we, for b- anybody. We, if, look, let me tell you this much. If Biden fell backwards instead of forward, we would already be looking at the 47th president. Dang yeah <laughs> He'd be like so who's gonna be the next president of the united States Trump, Trump gonna double back
1: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. so happy to be here extremely happy to be here again very fine that 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 fall from the plane has <laughs> a very fine
2: fall
0: <laughs> a very fine fall on the stairs <laughs> I personally thought covid was gonna take him out yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man you gotta mm-hmm. stop playing around but look uh ultimately the pro I, the, the, in regards to the shoes like you're playing you're playing on this this fucking theme way too much you got 666 pairs of shoes out and he's young he's not using his brain one of the, the topic we'll get into next is is regarding the development of the brain and he's only 21 so he's a product of this also Yeah. He's probably going to look back at this when he's 30, 31 and just be like, yo, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. You when you're a kid, you're young and you got money and, you know, you're you're it's exacerbating the problem that you already have, like your judgments already fucked up. And now. You twerking on the devil, and you got shoes yeah. <laughs> with human blood in them. That is a bad marketing thing. That's like
1: bad. Like I think, but I, I will say though, I think that there are older people making these decisions with him as well. I'm sure his yeah. record label and the, the marketing team and all these people put together this elaborate plan. To shoot this music video and then kind of, you know, change his hairstyle and you know, just kind of embody this this new character. Because yeah. you, you think about um, different artists like like Nicki Minaj and even Snoop Dogg to a certain extent, um, even Jay-Z, too. Like you look at look at their album rollouts and then look at the iterations, uh, even Kanye West as well. Look at the, the type of people that they had became during these different like Jay-Z. At one yeah, point, right. he was wearing the button up suits. And then you know, in the American Gangster cover, he's in a you know a full you know a full three piece suit or whatever. And then now Jay Z has like the the dreads and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, he changed <clears> up. Mm, yeah. So I think uh you know some old old heads in there that was probably part of this thing too. Hundred percent. I just think that now what's happening is is uh, freaking Lil Nas X has turned
0: himself into the gay Takashi six nine. And yeah. not because he's snitching or some shit, but because he's relying on shock to to lead his career. You mm-hmm. never want to lie on that. You have to have the foresight to look down 20 years from now, 10 years from now, because the money you got now, you won't have that in 10 years. The money and the, the attention you have now, you won't have that in 20 years. But when you look at the longevity with Drake and, and Jay-Z and any other artists that look at E-40, 40 yeah. is independent started he been rapping since like 1986 mm-hmm. and he's still relevant
1: you know what i'm saying so it's like these are people who are just those little flash in the pans and then they're gone you you know where he screwed himself over at right um i think one thing that justin bieber does uh pretty good is he always grew with his fans True. Like he, ne- he never tried to outgrow his fans right um and he still has a lot of younger fans to this day, and he never shied away from that. Just because you, you know, those are if they, if if a bunch of teenagers is gonna consume my music, then I'm gonna just I'm gonna ride it so the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. But Lil Nas X, he he had those, and he didn't have real like we talked about he it. He no didn't have fans. no real hardcore fan base. None. But a lot of kids like the song, so right. I feel like he if he was able to kind of cultivate that that fan base, he could have had people that grew with him. He but could've. as soon as he turned 21, he like, yeah, I'm going to show my ass and yeah. I'm going dis- to disown the, mm-hmm. the fans, my younger fans, because I want to be older now. Um, I just don't think that's I, I wouldn't disrespect anybody that right. would be a fan of me. One hundred percent.
0: When <clears throat> you think about people who have like fans, like real fans, whether it's in rock, like, you know, or, you know, Guns N' Roses or it's, you know, whether it's Jay-Z or J. Cole, whoever, like there's artists that have real fans. Lil Nas X never had a real fan base From day one he just had a good record mm-hmm. And what happened is, is He never was really like captivating Like people to really Like they like oh that's a dope song But you know he has spectators He doesn't have fans mm-hmm. So he has more eyes on him than anyone Lil Nas X I looked at his numbers on YouTube Lil, uh, Old Town Road Has 693 Million views mm-hmm. Folks Six
1: hundred and ninety-three million. That is nuts. Yeah, it was. He broke the record for uh, how many weeks he was number one. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But you but know, but it's mm-hmm. even with all of that, he still wasn't like people still weren't looking for him. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He has to do like if you have to do things like this to keep you relevant. That you like this is the last video he can make that's really going to. Like grab people Maybe He might be able To get away With two more But yeah. after that then views are Gonna go down Cause it's like Okay we seen that okay. Yeah, yeah
1: what we, I was, And then what I was Telling you um, Before we started Was Old Town Road Was out of here It made everybody mm-hmm. A lot of money it made, I called it early Remember Yeah I sent it to you Like Yeah, early, This yeah. is before um, Billy Ray Cyrus Got on the record And all that But it made him A lot of money It made the record um, Label a lot of money Just across the board and those are, those are the type of uh, records that kind of, like, as Joe Budden would say, to keep the lights on at the record label. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is, is and that song had, it, it happened more organic than um, a lot of records. Uh, I'm sure there was some money behind the scenes, but a lot of people started um, doing the whole TikTok things to the song, and then it just kind of started bubbling and bubbling and bubbling, and the next thing you know, it was just out of here. Then Billy right. Ray hopped on the remix. It goes number one. They... Performing at the Country Music <clears throat> Awards and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, what happens is you you have to repeat this as a as an artist. Right. You can't you can't just like record labels don't give you artists money and this huge advance only for you to do it one time. So they're expecting you to do it multiple times, um, you know, over the course of so many years. And what happens is he hasn't dropped the song that has. That same amount of steam, true. You know what I mean. So he dropped it was a, the Panini record, and that's a dope. That's a dope yeah, track, though. That song is this song is dope. Song it's is just, dope. they just haven't performed as well as yeah, um, Old Town Road. So I think what what started to happen was the label was probably starting to feel a little bit of pressure. Right. They're like, yo, we gave you however many millions of dollars to. Um, sign this record deal in Panini and the Holiday Song they haven't done as well as Old Town Road, so we need something to make this song number one. So there's probably a bunch of people in the freaking boardroom at a long table just brainstorming like, Hey, what should we do? What should we do? I know you're you know, you came out as gay, let's lean into that. Let's add the devil to it, let's put the shoes around it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let's make it real controversial so people this is what Tekashi Six Nine is doing. Right. You know what I mean? Versus really having a real meeting about yep. hey, Lil' Nas, let's get you in there with Metro Booming or let's right. get you in there with Mike Will made it so you can make a dope song. Let's get you in there with the best ri- writer in the game. Yeah. So that's it's, just unfortunate There's
0: a bunch of people trying to lead him in the wrong way you, Yeah twerking, Yeah, you could twerk on the devil Let's take it a step further Let's suck his cock uh, Let's get the devil out there Get his red cock out <laughs> <laughs> like, What the fuck Yo here's a question I have There have been a lot of people that made his songs Right nobody's talking about them Do people bring up Chingy nah, No Nope they don't You remember how big that record was? I like that way they do that right there.
1: Yeah. Nobody's thinking about that guy. Not at all. Not at all. I was looking in the the crazy part is Spotify is the most honest. I would say that, but just for the sake of this conversation, it's Mm -hmm. the most forthcoming way to show where a person is at in their career. Yeah. So I was looking at his numbers and I would have to look at it again, but I was like, dang, Chingy had a hit record in the, what the early 2000s oh yeah and you know if you looked at his numbers you'd be like dang he ain't he ain't he ain't even like people aren't listening to the song like that which is crazy. i mean no he got oh he get two million listeners a month oh two million He getting oh, two okay, million that's solid yeah but but hold up though but it's for only certain songs mm-hmm. like right there right there they got like 105 million oh okay that's how it's more than i thought but it was a it was another it was a couple other artists that I had looked up. It might not have been Chingy, but it was a couple other artists that I looked up, and I was just like, dang, like this dude used to be popping yeah.
0: back in the day. Right. They got a fun thing on on there. It says make a contribution. You seen it?
1: Yeah, they did that during the um during the pandemic. Well, it goes to the artists, don't it? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't make me some money right there. That's funny.
0: <laughs> Give me some money on my Cash App. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have too much more to say about this um, besides the fact if you keep doing the 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 attention grabbing shit and you don't have the foresight to see where you're going to be in the future, then you're just your career is going to end and you're going to be known as the guy that was twerking on the devil's cock. And that's not <laughs> that, that's not uh, a good way to be remembered. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Yeah. Um, what people don't realize, man, is when you're young, you're very susceptible to be making bad decisions. Right. You know, as an adolescent, you know, it's a lot of things that you go through and you look at them now and you'd be like, yo, I can't believe I did that. Like, I'm so glad I made it past that. But mm-hmm. there's so many other people that were young that did things that got them in trouble that they had or or situations they have to deal with for the rest of their lives. For example, teen pregnancy. Right. They were like having studies. Why? why are so many teenagers getting pregnant? Like we don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, let's just go to the very basic, just idea of sex. Sex feels great. And when you're a young person and sex is being, you know, shopped around all over the internet, all your favorite artists are talking about sex and these big booty girls. And especially now as sex is way more prevalent. And it's all over Instagram. These girls, ass and titties everywhere. And rappers got women in it, half naked in the videos still. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's just and then there's they're selling sex even on burger commercials like you just having sex thrown at you so like that's one thing like you're you're very um, impressionable at that age mm-hmm. a lot of that is also due to the fact that your frontal lobe is not fully developed your your prefrontal cortex it's not fully developed till after the age of 25 years old this is a proven fact. And the prefrontal cortex (PFC) is the cerebral cortex covering the front, the front part of the frontal lobe. This brain region has been implicated in planning complex cognitive behavior, personality expression, decision making, and moderating social behavior. Right. And the reason why I'm bringing this up for reals is this example I've seen. There was this guy named Andy. I've seen it on YouTube earlier, and he was a teenager, and he had a drinking problem. And he started getting a little older. He was still an alcoholic. And by the age of 21, he was drunk driving, but he was going the wrong way on the interstate. So imagine like if you're going down uh, 99 South, right? But imagine someone coming down north, northbound on a southbound road, right? So he's going the opposite way on the intersection or on the highway and he accidentally kills somebody um, and... The person was going fifty-five, and he was going ninety-five miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So he kills the innocent person while drunk driving, and they have to pry him out of there. He goes to the hospital with extensive injuries. They bring him in. The, they bring him in the courtroom after the you know he has the surgeries and he's still healing. He's given either like three to six years is the uh, the sentence, but then they reduce it down to vehicular manslaughter, right? Because I guess he had a lawyer. His parents paid for a lawyer, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he still has to do a year in prison. So when he got to prison, he was only he was 5'10", like 120 pounds. Like he was 5'2". Huh? 5'10". Five five, oh, you said 5'2 earlier. Oh, uh, well, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 5'10", like 120 pounds coming from his surgery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, he was very susceptible to being hurt and You know, they they were basically manipulating him since he was so young and they labeled him as the rich kid and they were having him pay for protection and they weren't even giving him any protection. They were making him like I guess the commissary price was like like uh, I guess it was like seventy dollars a week you get from your family. Mm -hmm. And he had to pay them sixty dollars a week to protect him and people weren't protecting him. He was fighting up to three times a day. And he could barely fight back because he was Mm -hmm. weak and he had never been in a fight in his life. Mm -hmm. Like literally had been a fight in his life. So to make a long story short, he's going through all this turmoil. And then eventually they said like, there was some type of activity in the rec room, but it was the weekend. And he went into the rec room. And then as soon as he walked in there, he noticed no one was in there and a door slammed behind him. And then four guys took him to the ground, beat him up and they raped him. Each one of the guys raped him, Mm -hmm. right? And this is it's a really fucked up story, but after they raped him, you know they they you know he they he let them know let people know that he had been taken advantage of and whatnot, and those guys got longer sentences and whatnot. But they took his they had to do blood work on him, make sure he was okay. And usually you get your blood work back in like four weeks, but he hadn't gotten it back. And in additional two weeks, he got it in six weeks, and the the nurse in the prison told him that uh, he had HIV. Mm -hmm. So now. Due to him making a bad decision by drinking and driving and killing an innocent person led him to going to prison, getting rape and getting HIV. Mm-hmm. Now he has all his whole life has been changed simply because he was making a poor decision. He was a young man and. He has to pay for it for the rest of his fucking life. Mm hmm. <clears throat> I'm not, this is not the most child friendly podcast, but anybody with kids, I need you to play this segment for your kids. Cause they don't need to, like, you don't need to candy coat shit for kids. They need to understand when they're becoming young adults, they can get HIV, mm-hmm. they can die drunk driving, they can, they could, you know, they could commit a crime and end up going to prison for the rest of their lives. They need to know that they have to counteract the lack of development in their brains. Because if they don't they will end up doing Some shit that's going to fuck their life Up Mm -hmm. at the age of 16 If you're fucking a chick with no condom You're going to have to deal with her for the rest Of your life Just because you could not keep Your dick in your pants or You didn't wear a fucking condom So folks Please let your kids know, man. If you got teenagers, don't be like, you know, my daughter, Sarah, she's an angel. She's a good. No, somebody's probably fucking your daughter right now. Mm -hmm. I hate to say this, but Mm -hmm. it's the truth. She needs to be given the information that, hey, don't let these little boys try to have sex with you with no condom. If you're making the decision as a young lady, don't let these guys sleep around with you. Mm -hmm. you know tell your sons to make sure they respect women don't be grabbing on them respect their space Mm -hmm. like this is shit that needs to be taught because you could make a decision that puts you if a if a girl's in an uncomfortable situation there's four boys around and and none of them was doing nothing but one boy they could all go to prison for being affiliated with a boy that's raping somebody yeah these are conversations that need to be had
1: yeah yeah i'm right there with you i think i think it's um i think it's up to us is like this new generation introducing um, children into this world uh, for us to just try to be more transparent right. with, with our kids. Because I feel like from, you know, my parents to my grandparents to my great grandparents, they probably grew up in this world where these children were like extremely sheltered and not until... Um, they become adults who they get the truth a lot of times there's right. it's still a lot of people out there that have um uh I guess weary relationships with their like who their biological father is sometimes right you know, it would be people that be like hey I'm not your real dad and they they 20 years old 19 years old and you barely telling this right you know, and then from there they just like, you fucked you them know, up. Yeah, they just scarred for life because you've been lying to them that your whole life. So these are the type of situations that happen, and it only makes it worse for for these kids when they find out these things later on in life. So I just think like for us as this uh, new generation, I guess millennials or whatever, um, when we're introducing these topics to to our children, it's important to you don't you don't have to be like graphic, you know what I mean? You can explain these situations without being so graphic, but telling people stories like that will really uh, let people know like the severity of what's going on out here when you start to make these rash de- decisions before, like you said, before your prefrontal cortex is is fully developed because people, there are kids out here, there'll be kids 12 years old drinking alcohol and, you know, like you said, making these these. Life-altering decisions before they even can smoke a cigarette legally, right. or before they can drive legally. You know what I mean? So, so many of these situations out here, and I know part of that is because there had there's never been a conversation about the severity of some of those things they're just you know doing True. what they're seeing in movies doing what they're seeing on on youtube maybe or doing what they're seeing in these tv shows and stuff like that right. but without having a conversation <clears throat> you know handed down by the parents you know what i disagree with that uh part
0: which you basically said you you know you don't have to be so graphic you need to be graphic if i had a son and, and you know uh, he was having sex and he was like i was like you are like. I'm pulling out, and then he started giggling. I'm like, oh, so you want HIV, you fucking stupid ass? Let -hmm. me take you to the clinic. Mm -hmm. And when your son's in the clinic and he's sweating bullets waiting on that HIV test, you'd be like, oh, you stupid idiot. Now you're scared. Mm -hmm. Look at you. See, the reality of the world is this. Things happen. And when you do things, there's always going to be a result, So if you're doing something like having sex with no protection, and you think it's funny saying my pullout game is good. I ain't got nobody pregnant. Well, pregnancy is one of the least things you got to fucking worry about, buddy. Mm -hmm. That's one of the least things you got to worry about. You need to be graphic with people. That's the only way it really will sit in their brains.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, you want to drink and drive. Oh, so you want to you want to die. You want to kill some innocent person and go to prison and get raped. Is that what you want to do? people need to people need to understand the consequences if they don't they will keep fucking up period mm-hmm. the same dude that think he's tough in the streets getting in fights oh you think you tough out here wait till you go to prison and there's a dude named bob that's six foot five that's been in prison for 30 years and you fresh meat
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he gonna be you gonna be doing things to him in the shower for a pack of noodles You need to sit your stupid ass down A lot of kids are just dumb They don't understand what's going on in the world And the only way you could counteract Their lack of brain development Is tell them straight no chaser That is the only way they will get it Cause see there's some things I did in the past Which I've always felt like I was a decent person Even back then but I've done some stupid shit That I would never do now Mm -hmm. Never Shit could have got me in trouble I could have had a criminal record yeah and it's and it goes to show you if somebody were to say hey what the fuck are you doing don't do this oh you you want to go to prison don't you you know my uncle did prison time and hearing some of the stories he told me man ain't no way i want to but i'm not built for prison i like freedom food and pussy and ain't none of that in prison
1: Mm -hmm.
0: if you like women don't you dare commit a crime you can kiss that vagina goodbye buddy so yeah. this is what people need to understand man mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I don't got much else to say
0: yeah I just <laughs> I just felt it was important because that story that I gave it made it people say well that's an extreme, but it's not an extreme. you know how many people drink and drive every day mm-hmm. but no one talks about the aftermath of it yeah they talk about people dying but they don't talk about Usually, it's the person that's drunk that's killing somebody. For some reason, the drunk person they live, and the person that they hit dies.
1: Yeah, I mean, even even outside of like drinking and driving um, and STDs, just criminal activity. There's a right. lot of kids that they'll go um, they'll go to uh, jail when they are prison when they're really young, right? And then they get out early enough to where they can still live their life, but mm-hmm. now they got. They got a record. You got a criminal record. They They, can't get no job. There you
0: go. Mm -hmm. There you go. Perfect example. Mm -hmm. It's it's fucked up, but there's certain things that happen in your life that are irreversible. Mm -hmm. They are irreversible. Having a child, irreversible. Getting HIV, irreversible. Killing someone in in a car while having a DUI, irreversible. These things are not a joke. And I see a lot of people, I even see a lot of people like, you know i'm gonna i I got too fucked up oh i'm not drinking no more I, i see a lot of people like say that yeah like it's cute or it's funny to be alcoholic no it's not fucking funny you're fucking 35 years old and you're always drunk all the time that's not funny you're it's not cute you're an alcoholic you need to go to aa oh and if you think you're cute and you keep drinking until you get cirrhosis of the liver and you fucking die like this is not a game dude yeah Life ain't about games. What does Smokey say? You the only one walk up and down the street here playing? Mm-hmm.
1: Ain't nobody playing with you? Yeah, that's the same way with life. That's a, that's the thing. He, like going back to a drinking point. That that to me is not funny. No, like I, I don't understand. Like people, people be trying to like you know they'll be always uh, you know trying to like joke. And I don't drink at all, so I don't understand why people tell me the stories anyways. But they'll be like, yeah, man, that was a crazy night right there. or You know, I was blacked out drunk or this, this and this and that. And I'm just like, I'm not uh, it's not funny to me, especially yeah. being like you know coming from a family of alcoholics. Right. So that's like even more. It's just not really something that I like ever really joke about.
0: Right. And the thing about it, too, is I'm not intrigued about your stories being drunk. Tell me something that's actually moving you forward. Yeah, like you know, I, I have a drink here and there. I'm not a, I don't drink a whole lot, but mm-hmm. it's we got into a place in society where motherfuckers will look at you weird for not drinking. Mm-hmm. they be like, you don't do it. Do you? You be like, no, I don't drink. Oh, so you smoke? No, I don't smoke either. You don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, I live life. <laughs> uh, I'm bettering myself. Yeah. Like, if you think that drinking and smoking is a necessity, where the fuck is your mind at? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, by the way, and I'll, I'll leave with this. You know, some of the coolest dudes that I knew in high school, I guess the whatever cool was, you know, the guy that, you know, you know, had the girls and, you know, they drank they just the first ones drinking and smoking weed and things of that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what those guys are now? A lot of them three places, homeless, dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. Those are the three places being cool will take your ass. Because you know who all is in prison right now? A lot of them is the same motherfuckers that never listened in class. Mm-hmm. They were the same ones that was always getting in fights at school. The same ones that
1: never listened to authority. They asses right in the motherfucking prison system. Listening to authority. Huh? I said listening to authority. Not listening to authority. No, I'm saying you said they got into prison because they're not listening to authority, but now they're in prison and they have to listen to authority. Oh, no facts. Yeah. And they still probably ain't listening.
0: (laughs) They probably still ain't listening. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man, but that's the truth of the matter. It's sad. A lot of the coolest motherfuckers I knew Mm -hmm. back, you know, they either dead now in prison or somewhere homeless or on drugs. Mm -hmm. I remember was a dude. I will say no names. He was a super cool guy. I seen this dude walking down the street talking to himself, man. That mm-hmm. shit fucked me up, man. We only—I'm only thirty-six. Mm-hmm. So you only thirty-some years old, walking down the street talking to yourself. Yeah. Crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Take that. Take this whole conversation me and Keith had. Take this in consideration and share it with your kids. Switching gears. Don't do drugs. Just don't. I remember recently. Um, There was a a episode on on a breakfast club. There was a professor that talked about, you know, how drugs, certain drugs can be taken, not only in moderation, but how they they could be taken not to your detriment. Mm -hmm. Right. That was his overall conversation after his research. Right. Um, But we'll get back into that conversation. But there's an article. There's an article that I have here in regards to Bobby Brown. Right. Bobby Brown's son just passed. Bobby Brown wants someone held responsible for fentanyl that killed his son, Bobby Brown Jr. Singer Bobby Brown wants someone held responsible for the lethal dose of fentanyl that ended the life of his son, Bobby Brown Jr. Last November, my family continues to mourn my son's death. Street fentanyl has taken the life of so many people unnecessarily, and Bobby Jr. is another victim. The former New Edition band member said in a statement shared by his lawyer, Christopher Brown, the epidemic is out of control and those supplying this lethal drug should be held responsible for the death and destruction that that it causes. Uh, what it says, Bobby was He said, Bobby was not into drugs. Bobby was often easily influenced. This is a situation where he has associated himself with the wrong people. My son is gone. And those who contributed to his senseless death should be held accountable. Bobby's junior's mom, Kim Ward said in a related statement. You know what? Bobby Brown's right. Someone should be held accountable. And that person is you. You are a horrible fucking example of a parent to your kids. You've been doing dope for years. And I and, and this sounds really fucked up to say, but as parents, you need to realize the example you're setting for your fucking children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whitney Houston, when she passed away, she drowned, but she they found heart disease and cocaine in her body. Mm-hmm. Then Bobby Brown was still doing coke and his daughter, Bobby Christina, died in 2015. How many of your kids got to fucking die of drugs before you wake up and see that you're the one fucking up? hmm When you set a fucked up example for your children, how do you expect them to grow up and just be functional all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. That's not how life works. It's just not. Mm -hmm. My thing is accountability. How could you see that someone else needs to be held accountable and not you? I don't understand how so many people will have family members or certain things going on and they never see the nuance in the conversation of You know, I did cocaine for X amount of years and my son see me getting high all the
1: time. Like. We got to stop thinking so selfishly, man, that that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think life is already hard as it is. So for for um, people out there that have children, you should do the best possible um, parenting job that you can in order to at least give your Give your child a fair shot, right? And and for me, like I, I'm starting to really get a grasp on generational curses and understanding how um, a parents' traumatic experiences or a parents' parenting really affects children, and I, I'm seeing it like up close and personal. So I think that it's important for us and i'm not even really speaking about bobby brown but the right. bobby browns of the world it's a, it's important for these people to get their life on track because you can say all oh, you want to don't do no drugs you know this is ruining my life or you could tell your kid anything he wants to but the the best thing that you can do for your child is set a great example right if you tell if you um Waking up every day, being a father, taking your kids to school, being a good husband, not running out in the world, not cheating and doing all this kind of stuff. Your child is going to see that and they're going to be like, yo, this Mm -hmm. is how I'm supposed to treat my wife when I get when I get into a relationship or when I uh, when I find a love in my life. But if you out here cheating and beating, beating on your wife and, you know, abusing your family, yelling at your wife and stuff like that, they're going to consume all of that. They're going to take that in. And when he gets into a relationship, he's going to. he gonna replicate that same exact experience. So I think just across the board, like, and that's why we preach so much about, like, just self-awareness and, you know, uh, fixing the flaws that we have in ourselves. Because if you don't understand what's going on uh, with your own mind and, you know, why you act the way you act and why certain things make you mad, why certain things make you sad, if you just acting on impulse, excuse me, a lot of the times, Um, you just going to keep passing that down. And then your son or your daughter's going to pass that down and they're going to bring that into their relationship and it's just going to be a whole cycle of just nonsense.
0: Yeah. Um, Another example, I remember uh, not too long ago, Mac Miller passed away and they arrested the drug dealer that sold him the drugs. I think that also had fentanyl in it, right? And and I, I guess like, you know, it was... They had, I guess they had a lot of closures. Dad was talking about it. You know how it was fucked up. He's saying like a lot of us have experimented with drugs, you know, but this is just, this is not right. But here's the problem. This, the whole conversation around drugs needs to be one thing. Don't do them. Some of us have addictive personalities. Some of us don't, but don't take the risk of doing some shit that you might be hooked on for the rest of your life. And it's it's that real, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you you should not gamble with something like drugs. P- plus, you don't know what the fuck is in drugs. Yeah. It's bad enough the food we eat. Like if you pull up in a McDonald's drive-through, you don't know everything that's in that burger. Mm-hmm. All the different chemical compounds and whatnot. All you know is it's a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, chicken sandwich tastes good. Mm-hmm. But it's got caloxy caroxy, deoxy, caroxy, mm-hmm. in a chicken sandwich. So you yeah. take you taking a risk with the food you eating already. Mm-hmm. But if you doing drugs, they could put anything in that shit. Ain't no nutrition fa- there is no nutrition facts on crack.
1: That's funny. Yeah, that's
0: true. Ain't no nutrition facts on meth. Mm-hmm. Okay? At least it's more transparency in the fucked up food you eating. Mm-hmm. But when you smoking crack, you could be smoking crack and um fucking gravel or something you don't know what you're smoking Mm -hmm. right so please don't do drugs man just don't Mm -hmm. um also uh what's the other point i was trying to make yeah like imagine this imagine if you're a single father right and you got a daughter and every other night she's seeing you bringing you're chasing so much pussy you're bringing women in your house and she could hear you knocking these chicks down and every night, she every other night, she's oh, oh, she's hearing you fucking these chicks every other night. What kind of example is that setting for your daughter? How do you think she's gonna go out into the world and what she's gonna see? Let's say she you're se- want
1: to have sex.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a porn star that had that reality. Uh, uh, Tiana Trump. Mm-hmm. She talked about how she his, her dad was a ladies man, how he was fucking chicks all the time, and how they used to look through the peephole and watch him have sex with these girls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're setting. Parents like dog, once you have kids, this shit is not about you no more. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of you are gonna be like, Well, Eddie, you don't have any kids. Who made you a person that could speak to us in that way? Well, motherfucker, I'm speaking from a general aspect for all the fucked up people that exist in this world because they had a terrible example at home. Yeah. If you're a chick and you're single and you're and you and you got a bunch of dudes coming in and out of your house fucking you and you got a young boy that you're raising, he's watching all these men, you know, mishandle you and fuck you every other day. How is that going to affect your young boy that you're raising? Yeah. He's going to look at
1: women. Imagine how he's going to view women looking at his own mom that can't keep her fucking vagina in her pants. This, and, ju- and just because you're doing something, that doesn't mean you're good at it. 100%. Yeah. There's right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people that do a lot of stuff and that I haven't even experienced myself. But I can say like I will be, I would be much better than that person if I decided to do that. A hundred
0: percent. A hundred percent, man. And you know. The thing about it, man, one thing that I realized and my thing is maybe because I'm older now, but if I was to have kids, dude, I'm in a space now where my the way my outlook on the world is it is not about me. My objective is to develop this young man or woman that I would be having to be the best decent human being that they could be and set them up in a way where they didn't have to go through what I went through. Like I grew up poor. Mm -hmm. That was a fucked up experience. But I don't ever want them to see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be perpetuating a cycle of, you know, okay, you know, I had a kid at 16. Oh, it's not a big deal that she have a kid at 16, too. No, fuck that. I want my daughter to live her best life. Mm -hmm. I want her to go on trips around the world. I want her to meet a good man. I want her to have a good family. I want her to have good credit. I want her to own property. That's what I want from, you know, my my kids or offspring or whatever you may whatever you call it. But a lot of a lot of parents, man, you think that just being around is enough. But if you suck and you're around, then it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Facts. Okay. So, so Keith had nothing else to elaborate on. Go ahead and move on. You said it all, man. Yeah. (laughs) Keith would just be like, you'd be like, and that's why Watergate was the worst scandal in American history. And he'll be like, scandal. (laughs) 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 You're right, man. It was a scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, People using mental health out of context, right? Mm-hmm. What what we mean by this is people basically saying like, man, I got depression or I got anxiety. Like people are like, what do you call it? Like the self-diagnosis is off a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you can make a mockery of something very serious by just blurting out shit. Like I got depression. Like, you know what real depression is? Clinical depression is waking up everything could be going great in your life. You probably got a great job. You got a great wife. You got great kids. Everything's going great, right? But every day you wake up, you want to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. That is a level of depression that is real. And that is something that should be taken very seriously. Right? But that's like the clinical, like that's real depression.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there are people that's like, I'm just going through depression, man. I got depression. And you think like, no, you don't, motherfucker. You got self-induced depression. That's different. <laughs> you got a bad relationship. You you got you got toxic behavior. You, you got bad relationships. You have situational depression, basically meaning like if you're broke and you're depressed because you're broke, all you need is a check, and then now you're cured. Mm-hmm. Now you got money. You ain't so depressed no more, are you? Mm-hmm. But if you're a person that got millions of dollars and... You got a beautiful wife. You get everything's going great, and you still want to kill yourself. That is real depression, and I feel like that type of situation should not be diluted by people who are saying, "I've got anxiety," "I got," or oh, that gives me anxiety, or that gives me depression. Just because you learned a few new words, motherfucker, don't just be throwing them around. Yeah, because there's going to be a person that really needs help, and people are going to like not take them serious because a bunch of people running around here mislabeling shit.
1: Mm-hmm. That needs to stop. Yeah, I feel like over the past couple of years, we we've learned a lot about mental health and that's a great thing. But with that becomes like these uh, fair weather fans. There's a lot of people out here that, you know, they learn a new word um, and they just use it every possible chance they get. Like, oh, this gives me anxiety or this makes me depressed or this. Um, that's usually those those are like that's the big two right there anxiety and depression is the, yeah. is the ones that people kind of use uh most often ah, my but, penis has anxiety <laughs> <laughs> but the the, the 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 problem with it is that like we, we start to because we we know these words and we know the terminology people start to use them too loosely so and like eddie said it, it dilutes the people that are really struggling with 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 certain things um because there are people that 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 really being uh, like deep depressions out here and con- uh, contemplating suicide, and right. and we both know people that have um, taken it to that stage as far right. as like committing suicide. So for a person that is just sad because the, the sun is not out, and they try to relate their depression to somebody that's really dealing with you know suicidal thoughts, it's. Um, I feel it's like disrespectful to, to the community of people that are really going through those things. And I feel like they would probably say something comparable because if you're, uh, I feel like a lot of times when, when we when, when we are talking about mental health issues is just to like get stuff out and right. also to try to uh, build connections and relationships with uh, with people that may possibly be going through similar things as you. And you know the, you, we see this a lot in the music where people be like, yeah. "Yo, Kid cuddy saved my life," and you know this album got me through right. you know my my darkest times and stuff like that. But when we loosely use this terminology. And we're using it around certain conversations, and we can't actually relate to the people that are really dealing with these things by definition, and you know, by clinical diagnosis, it's there's a huge gap, and there's nothing really to talk about because if somebody is dealing with, you know, like you said, uh, like some sort of suicidal thoughts, and another the person is just sad because. They got fired from work or right. something like that. It's just two completely different ball games, right? I found the the perfect definition. It says clinical depression,
0: depressed mood that meets the uh, uh, I guess that's DSM uh, whatever uh, criteria for depressive disorder. The term clinical depression is commonly used to describe depression that is a type of mental illness, not a normal temporary mood caused by life events or grieving. Yeah. So for for example. <clears throat> Like I got on the podcast right after I found out my father um, got had the terminal form of cancer. Right. So prior to that, I was, you know, I was crying and whatnot and I was in a sad mood, but I snapped out of it. Anything you could snap out of or move on from is not depression. It is a depressed state. It is not depression. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman that did a TED talk and it was heartbreaking. She talked about, you know, the picture she was that she reflected on some pictures she took with her husband, you know, where they were kayaking or doing things that were really happy, you know, um, events. They'd be with their family everywhere and whatnot. And she just kept noticing that, you know, he wasn't smiling in them. And, you know, he had a great job, all this stuff. But on her birthday, her husband took his life. And he left her a message and just said, like, he was sorry and that he loved her and happy birthday, but he killed himself. And you look at people that got everything going for them and they take their life. Like Robin Williams is one. Mm -hmm. He was a comedian. He's making people laugh and whatnot. And you're like, I don't
1: understand why he would do it. Bro, people. Death to them is better than, like, living on earth. Right. And being sad all day. Right.
0: Yeah, man, if so, if you know somebody that's all that has this type of depression, tr- try your best to put your arms around them, but even hugging them and letting them know you care is not enough a lot of times.
1: Yeah, yeah. They
0: got to, like, get real assistance, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, with the influx of social media and all these things, that shit ain't helping somebody's depression. Yeah, don't, it just it It could makes exacerbate it. it. Like, yeah. they could look at something and be like, you know what, now I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. This is fucking, this
1: is, this is it. I'm done. Yeah, it's a constant reminder of the stuff that they don't probably need to see. A hundred percent. It's people that go through, they already have depression
0: and they go through a breakup and you're like, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, she she left me, but you know what? I'll kill myself and she'll feel bad for it. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. It's people that's literally taking their lives, man. This is not something that you should be mishandling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the furthest thing from a mental health uh, expert, but what would you what would you call it like an advocate or a person that actually cares? Mm-hmm. Like my mother has mental illness, man. Mm-hmm. Like I really care about this shit because I don't want to see people that I know take their li- takes their their lives. Mm-hmm. Like I know people that have killed themselves, man. This is not
1: this is not okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I think like we said before, it's one of those things where you you learn something new and then you you try to utilize it. It's like uh, you know when you used to be in in elementary school and it's like these are the vocabulary words and you got you got to write sentences utilizing mm. these words and then this is that's how mm. people communicate now but from from like this is a conversation we're having here but this is a feeling that I've been having for a long time and you seeing it you're seeing it on social media, media you're seeing it on the internet and stuff like that um, and I feel like what happens too is the people that are really really dealing with it it's it sounds like the girl was talking about where her husband is not smiling in pictures. And, right. You know, I feel like in reality, um, most people that are like dealing with it on that type of deep level aren't really talking about it. They may talk about it afterwards after they get help or, you know, sometimes art can be therapeutic. So if, the, right. if they're a painter or if they're a filmmaker or if they're a, a musician, you know, a guy like Kurt Cobain, you're going to hear these, these deep, dark tones in their music, um, but I feel like for the most part, these people aren't going to social media with it and being like, hey, I don't I feel... Yeah. Or if they're doing it, they're doing it as far as like, I'm doing this to help other people. Like, if I right. can say this, then, then you can. But not the the fair weather people that are just like, oh, I'm depressed today. Yeah, there's certain
0: things that you can... When a person has depression, though, there are certain things, certain, uh, what do you say, certain signs you can see by certain stuff they'll post. Mm-hmm. But they're not going like, I have depression... And I'm like this and blah, it's more or less like, you know, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Like they post stuff like that. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, and they do think they say things like that enough. You need to inbox them. Say, hey, what you doing? You mm-hmm. know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: put your arms around them. Something, man. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that, man. Whatever you took from that conversation, I hope it was something that you could use as a tool to help someone else, man. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, inheriting people's drama and energy. Um, what you gotta realize, man, is let me give you an example to explain this top this topic. Let's say, for example, um you meet some chick, right? What oh, was a fly in here?
1: Like a little
0: gnat. Oh, Keith out here can you got him? Mm-hmm. All right,
1: give it up for Keith. <laughs> All right. The gnat killer. The gnat killer. Nat King Cole. <laughs> just, what's what's the song you do? Chestnuts, is that him? Yeah, chestnuts roasting. Chestnuts
0: roasting on an open, open
1: fire. fire, and seeing J- reindeers that really knew how to fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the other? They, they sang.
1: They just sung so different back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. Right. It was like a conversation almost. Yeah, I would like to smell your pussy. Wow, <laughs> wow, not King Cole. You are just off the chain
0: tonight. <laughs> Imagine like Michael Blue Blade doing that
1: shit. You know the guy that always comes around for Christmas. Yeah. Oh my God, that's terrible. That, should, that would be a funny like little skit if they like remix those to be like old like jazz singers. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Girl, you got. Somewhat as pussy. All right. You just overdid it there, Keith. That's a WAP. That's <laughs> <Matt> <laughs> King Cobra <having> a Mad cover and a wop.
0: If you do wop, you got to get like fucking James Brown. <laughs> hey, touch my <myself>. sound. <laughs> With pussy on him. Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the last <laughs> word
0: Oh, man. That's crazy. All right. Um, inheriting people's drama or energy Let's say for example You're a dude right And you meet this chick She's pretty cool But she's got a problem With her child's father They don't get along right mm-hmm. And she tells you about How horrible this guy is You know He doesn't do this He doesn't do that And he cursed me out He treated me bad right And all of a sudden You and you get with this girl You guys are boyfriend and girlfriend And now you hate that guy
1: You want to play that uh, clip 50 Cent?
0: Uh, Would it fit in here?
1: I I think to me he explained it really well as far as he was referencing the Birdman and Little Wayne situation.
0: Alright, well go ahead. We'll insert that clip right here.
2: I'm surprised to see Wayne going through that because of the relationship Mm -hmm. between him and Baby. And I think it'll work itself out. I I hate when personal things become public because everyone speculates on things that they don't really know. I just know that they had a father-son relationship, and that could easily be something that they communicate between the two of them and resolve instead of having everybody else involved in it. And I I won't go, be careful with the things that you say about that Dwayne and Baby situation, because Baby will forgive Wayne for the things that he's saying and Wayne will forgive Baby for the things that he's saying, but they may not forgive you. The relationship has so much depth to it You really shouldn't even speak on it. like Because it's a public, because they're public people, we don't think about it. But that's like me being in the middle of you and your mom mm-hmm. having an argument. And then you and your mom make up for whatever reasons and you go, but I can't come over your mother's house no more because <laughs> of the stuff that I said during. And even if it's in your behalf and you agree with what I was saying, you understand why I said it, it still doesn't matter. You can't come over here.
0: All right. What you took from that is basically um, look here, man. It, if you have a situation where the example I was giving where you're with a woman, she has a problem with her child's father. All of a sudden you inherit her energy and drama towards that person. And now you're an enemy of someone that you were not an enemy to them at all. It's best to stay neutral in these situations. Like, if Keith is doing work with somebody and I don't like them, I'm not going to tell Keith, well, you need to hate them, too, because I don't like them. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: not how life works, man. You can't do shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I think anybody that's meant to be around you in general should not even expect you to hate somebody. Yeah. My, my best friend of over 20 years, Keith's older brother, um, he hung out with some people back in the day that I wasn't the best, you know, best of friends with. But that didn't affect our relationship. Me and him was still best friends.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, so I I, I had this example and it was I've seen this a lot in my family, right? So what happens is like we'll have uh, situations and relationships. You know, we we all know the 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 statistics as far as relationships and marriages and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So what happens a lot I feel like in my family is that. Um, say for instance, like myself, uh, this is a hypothetical situation. Say me and my me and my girl are going through it, and I'm running back and I'm telling my aunts and I'm telling my cousins and I'm telling my mom, like, "Yo, she tripping, she abusing me. Um, she just she she just don't do nothing good. She ain't taking care of the kids. The baby be crying. She don't pick them up and all this stuff. And I'm just I'm just done. I'm done with the situation, right? And then um, so I'm running back and I'm telling my family all these things. And what happens, especially, you know, and I, I'm sure a lot of you guys family out there is the same way. Right. But what happens is our family tends to take on that beef. So they may try to reach out to her and or they may say you know, they may start to say little crazy stuff to her. They might start to look at her weird. They may block her on social media and all this kind of stuff. But what happens as well Is, you know, people being people, I get back with my girl, everything good. We going to the beach, we posting Instagram pictures, we with the kids and all this kind of stuff. And then you, I bring her back around to the family function or whatever. And all those same people that was talking crazy about my girl is there and she still remembers all these situations. So that's the issue with inheriting other people's beefs. because they going to make up eventually or they may not make up, but they may be they may be cordial or whatever. And, you know, what what happens is that they these people tend not to forget. So this is like something that's literally affecting my family dynamic and my friendships like currently right right now is right. because people have um, gotten into situations where they're just a third party, but they're disrespecting the the person, you know, that is uh the I guess the boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever of that person um that they're, that they're related to. And it it never ends well. And it's right. one of those things where um like I said before, people people don't forget these type of situations. And it's very difficult to um apologize for something that you feel truly about. So with these type of situations, you'd be like yeah, girl, he no good for you anyways. That nigga is terrible. And you start to go in on these people. But this is a feeling that you've been having for so long that you're only finally expressing to these people. And then when they hear that, they like, oh, OK, this is how you felt about felt about me all alone. I've been the same person. But now I know how you truly feel. So when you come mm. to apologize, it's like, I don't want to hear your apology. True. Like you should have told me that at the jump of our relationship instead of waiting so many years to try to, you know, finally tell your true feelings about the situation. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also very valid, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you, what, you took for, what you took away from that for the most part is, <clears throat> man, don't, don't get caught up in inheriting some shit that you ultimately may have to go back and backtrack and try to fix later too. Mhm. So that's just a waste of time. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Um. Let me see. What was that? Oh, here it is. Uh, switching gears. STDs don't have a face. And <laughs> I remember me and Keith were talking about this. And what's crazy is when you, is when you think about like sexually transmitted diseases, you think about the most underwhelming people. Like you think about. That person that's pushing a grocery cart with with uh, you know a homeless person or something, or mm-hmm. you think about like like gross looking people and you think about STDs. Mm-hmm. Truth truth of the matter is, there's that girl that is super hot. She's pretty, you know, and she could be walking around with STDs. I know some dudes that got burnt by chicks and the, and. You find out who the girl is, and you're like, yo, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would never expect, like, it's like some Christian church girl that's beautiful, and he's like, yeah, man, she gave me uh, uh, gonorrhea, man. You'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I just think people need to, like, like we mentioned earlier, we talked about the frontal cortex, but- or prefrontal cortex. But as you get older, man, some people keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, especially out in this area, man, the STDs are, I don't know what the exact rate is now, but they weren't losing steam during the fucking quarantine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think its it's just one of those things. I know people personally that will use a condom or not use a condom based off of. How the person looks—that's crazy. Like, ah, uh, she don't look like she don't look like she'd be out there a lot, so I ain't I ain't gonna wear no condom with her. Versus a girl, they they may have heard a few stories about it. They'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely wearing one with her. But that that that's not a good way to judge if a person has an STD or not. The only way to mm-hmm. really know is if they take a test. That's it. Know? Yeah. So and the girl and it could be vice versa. The girl that be out here a lot, you know what I mean? She might be always protecting herself, so her stuff is clean. Mm-hmm. Versus the girl that may have you know, who, who is a little bit more discreet or not, you know, out there as much, she may be the one that's, you know, carrying whatever, you know, that could pass on to you. And the thing about it too is um, the reason why this conversation is important is because there are people that will willingly give a, another person an st like an STD, but they're lying by omission. Mm. So it's a lot of girls out here that know that they have, Whatever the case may be, whether it's herpes or gonorrhea or chlamydia or whatever, they know that they have this going on, but they gon' sleep with a man or whatever, and just leave it up to for him to to find out for oh him to you know, wake up one day, and it's it burn when he pee or whatever the case may be. That's so fucking oh my god, mm-hmm. and it's I
0: just think what it is too, man, is you know, I don't like, especially in in just in this area. Like, name it, like, labeling yourself like oh, I'm a player. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I got holes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, that's that's something that when we were growing up, people used to hang their hat on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I got hoes, man. I got bitches, bro. I got hoes. And you'd be like, okay. Oh, nigga, you ain't got no hoes. You ain't got no hoes. And I'm like, no, I'm just talking to one girl right now. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, nigga, you talking to one girl? You whack. And I'm thinking, like, what? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, most of the cats that I grew up with that were doing that shit, they all got STDs. They caught something. They caught something, for mm-hmm. sure. And some Or narrowly escaped. Oh, narrowly escaped. You, they, you, probably got right, you, got, you hit it right before they got AIDS type shit. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: man. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to be, folks, you got to. The thing about it, man, is if you're sexually active, man, you can't be just running around here like nobody has the virus, dude. Mm-hmm. Cause if you look up matter of fact I think I had a statistic it showed like the people locally that are fucking getting that shit shit is fucked up God damn it I don't see it here you got a word while I look this up I gotta-
1: um I was just thinking about the cover art just now. And I was like, dang, we can't put Lil Nas X on there twerking for the cover art.
0: No, not... No. <laughs> I was
1: like, yeah, we're going to have to you, lose you the You could have though.
0: him doing something, but I... Yeah, I don't want him twerking on, him, <laughs> on the devil's cock. And this guy fucking... Uh, this guy had like some booty shorts on.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Lil Nas. Little yeah, Nas I don't X. know. I wonder how Nas feels about that. Imagine, Imagine somebody... Being called like Lil' Eddie as they they rap me. Lil' Eddie McGee or something like that. Hey, man, what the fuck, man? Chill out, dude. Yeah, you're acting crazy.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, it says, there are nearly 2,000 people living with HIV in Kern County, and the last year was the highest year for new cases at 156, according to the health department. Uh, Kern County Public Health said 43 people died in 2018 from HIV, the highest number in deaths since 1996. People are dying from this shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's sad, man. It's still, and the crazy part of, it, you know, this, at least AIDS and HIV, it's been around um, for so long, you know, like prior to Magic Johnson coming out and, you know. HIV it, is OG. Yeah. But, it, but it, it, no matter how much um, promotion there is for it or just, you know, STDs in general, no matter how much we put it out there and we try to promote people to protect themselves they just don't they just they just it's still still going on yeah i remember i had that joke where we basically we just need to kill everybody with an SUV.
0: oh no oh fuck yeah. you said it on the pot dude i was dying dude <laughs> i was dying no i forgot what it was uh mm-hmm. no you said uh oh my god do you remember it I don't. I've written down somewhere. Fuck, man. You said it on the podcast. We both elaborated. (laughs) That probably had to be like 60, over 60 episodes ago or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. (laughs) But it was a joke where basically you gotta like all the people with STDs, they you said
1: something. I it's because like pe- they they gonna keep passing it around, and yeah. like no matter how we can, this podcast could be broadcasted to millions of people, and there's still gonna be somebody out there like them niggas tripping. I'm about to get in some pussy tonight, and they go in there, they stick naked dick inside somebody's vagina, but and then they gonna pass around STDs, and it's just gonna be a continuous cycle. So the only real way to prevent people from passing on STDs is to kill everybody with an STD so damn that's a dark joke it, yeah. the way you formatted it
0: last time was actually fucking hilarious <laughs> like right now they'd be like wait wait a minute keith i don't think that's the answer <laughs>
1: that's not the answer they still
0: deserve to live keith <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't just do that yeah. but I, I think i had a joke i followed up and i said uh because we both do comedy so that's where that jokes these jokes come from but um i had a joke where it's like what if we trick the mass shooters and we like we tricked the mass shooters to yeah. go in into a building and then we shot them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was a joke. Yeah. Like, hey. Oh, that's what it was. It was basically like, there's people, there was like, there was there was like a connection we had between uh, like the people Googling like a- uh, AR-15s and all these assault weapons right, and stuff right, like right. that and how to create bombs and stuff like that. They're going to, uh, have a connection between people with STDs. So they're all going to have this huge meetup and niggas that just want to shoot random people in, in Las Vegas or the Dylan roofs of the world. They're not going to go to churches where innocent people is in there praying and having a good time. They're going to go to this freaking meetup of niggas with STDs and <laughs> niggas that want to commit mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to kill every single and then we can start sticking naked dick in women again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, bruh. Oh, man. Remember, man. Imagine the first person with, like, HIV, dude. They fucking ruined it for everybody.
1: <laughs> Could you? I think condoms wasn't even a thing. They probably weren't even worried about. Back in the
0: seventies, they weren't used. They they was was just getting it in. They was just like walk out, walk
1: out, walk out. Do you think people was pulling out out back then? Walk out, walk out, walk out. out. I'm dead. (laughs) Harry Pussy too.
0: yo it's crazy like in 2021 i don't i can't even go down on a girl if she doesn't <laughs> if her vagina's not shaved i can't go down on her man it's
1: too many good clippers in the world you got the bevel blade you got yeah. manscape. you got manscape got- <laughs> chic you got everything man you gotta shave that pussy fuck that
0: <laughs> like i i don't mind a little bit of stubble sometimes yeah you know but the stubble be like like it'd be like burning your face and poking you huh you'd be like ah 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 yeah I think it sound like a video game. That's crazy, dude. Like hairy vaginas were in back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's
0: crazy. That is wild. I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: That that hair be just like it don't be the greatest texture either. Yeah, this be too much. Yeah,
0: it's like how long you had this shit down here? (laughs) You got Vietnam down there. That is crazy. Every time every if I ever seen a girl with like a hairy vagina, I just thought about that song by Lenny Kravitz. What's that? There must be some kind of way out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's funny. <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. laughs> this vagina is too hairy. Abort mission. That's funny. That, got to, that had to be the uh, the inspiration for the song.
0: Because you know he was in Europe for a long
1: time, huh? He was in Europe for a long
0: time, doing
1: probably tours and stuff. But like I think that, that was—I don't
0: know if that was referencing Vietnam, was it?
1: Oh, probably so. Because
0: yeah. I think it was called "Along the
1: Watchtower." It's probably some Vietnam pussy. That's probably what it was.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I got my history skewed. Let me let me Google this real quick because I like to fact check for the listeners. Along the watchtower. Oh yeah, Jimi Hendrix. It's gotta give it the lyrics. Jimi Hendrix. They probably Uh, have it on Genius. Genius is probably where it's at.
1: Yeah, we'll check on Genius.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, those that they that's was that on uh Spotify or no oh that's just on his own thing. Yeah, that's his own It's own thing? Yeah. Yep. It's a long watchtower about Vietnam. By the time of Hendrix covered Bob Dylan's uh, ap- uh, uh, ap- ap- apocalyptic fork- folk tale "Along the Watchtower" for Electric Ladyland, the United States was in the thick of Vietnam War. Here's the story of Hendrix along the Watchtower came to yeah. I got my history right. Good, good for you, man. Yeah, this this thirty six year old brain, I still retain stuff. That still is really works. cool. Yeah,
1: the CTE ain't set in yet.
0: Nah, yeah, CTE. You know what? I wonder how many motherfuckers
1: we play football with got CTE now. Like they yeah. they probably got a little bit of CTE. <clears throat> I have this, this. Uh, maybe one day we can have a conversation with him. Shout out to uh, my boy Blue, Joseph Blue. He did mm-hmm. a uh, a um he did an interview. Um, this is, I forget the dude's name. I think his name is Mitch. Um, but he, he so basically what happened when we, when we were in high school, we had a, a rivalry, we, rivalry week. Rivalry week. And we were no, uh, slow down, Keith. Jesus. Yeah, that was that's a that's a difficult one All to right. get out. But um, we were playing. <laughs> I think we were playing Centennial that week, and I might I don't I might have been graduated already. I don't. Either way, what happened was there was this, this guy who dressed up as the mascot for the other team, and during the rally, a bunch of the uh, our teammates or I think I was graduated. Right, let's just go with that. A bunch of um, the players on the team had jumped him. That was like beating him up, tackling him and uh-huh. punching him in the head and all this kind of stuff. And it was like prefrontal cortex, you know, mushy oh, brain I activity. This shit. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So um, what ended up happening was like all those kids had uh, gotten in trouble and whatnot. And it was all over the news and uh, the kid had sued the school because he ended up having brain damage, so my boy Blue had did an interview with her. I had to watch the whole thing, but I would seen the clip, and basically he was saying like I'm I'm almost back to normal. Um, really? It, yeah, because he was he was going through it. He had a lot of like tr- uh, brain trauma and stuff oh like that. Oh my god! But he was this, and this happened. It had to be like 2011. Oh my god! Right after you got Out of high school
0: Yeah yeah <clears throat> I remember he sued though He he had a mascot suit on And he got beat up mm-hmm. with, Oh my god! I remember they used to do that Like he had a Golden Ox or something or, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah oh So what god. happened was um, He had uh, Or he was on the podcast And he was basically Saying like I'm almost He was saying like I think he said He was like He gave a percentage It might have been like 80 or 90 percent He was like I'm 90 percent back Like I'm You know I'm doing good For myself I'm, And my faculties Are pretty much there wow. But he was saying that I I forget things, and there are memories that I know I have, and I feel like there's something there, but I just can't remember oh what it was. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's not even a, technically a football injury. That's just, you know, just one time getting really – one incident getting yeah. beat up. Your brain
0: is fragile, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Joe Rogan made a good point. He <clears> talked <throat> about, like, why it's important not to get in fights with people on the street. Because people are just so fragile, you could hit you could hit them with a jab; they fall backwards and bust their head on the concrete. It's not even about the punch; that's the scariest part. Mm -hmm. It's the hitting them and then them hitting their head on the pavement. Mm -hmm. You know, it's oh, never know, huh? Yeah, he said. He said, just it makes him cringe when he hears somebody's head hits the concrete. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what's weird too is people need to stop posting their fight videos because you're you're what they're showing people is like that's basically like attempted murder in some cases. Mm -hmm. The the you ever seen somebody punch somebody on a fight video and then all of a sudden they're kicking the dude in the head? It's like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you going to prison? You You going going to prison? Yeah, because your brain's not developed. But sometimes it's a grown ass man doing it.
1: I would be I would be happy if I don't get into any altercation the rest of my life. I'm the same here. I don't want to fight nobody. All I want to do is make money and uh, eat good food
0: and uh, get some pussy. That's all (laughs) between those three things. Some shaved pussy. Yeah, I'm about to say that. Yeah. You don't want that Jimmy, that Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, I want <laughs> It must be some kind of way out of here. I want no hippie pussy. That yeah. vagina too hairy. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's one of my favorite songs from Jimmy, and there's another one I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now what I it's, they kind of. You kinda of fucked it up for me now. Now, whenever I think about Jimi Hendrix, it's gonna be those a nineteen seventies vagina with hair on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know you know what I'm gonna do from now on? Like if if I'm ever in a situation where I'm having sexual relations with a young lady mm-hmm. and she has a hair on a vagina, I'm just gonna start being like wacka a
1: wow You know he played uh with the Isley brothers. Who? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. He did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. They've been around. It's crazy, like, if you really look at the the musical history of, like, a lot of people that kind of get on, you start yeah. to see, not so much now because there are less, like, m- musicians that are, like, like, at the forefront. Like, nowadays, you know, it's more so, like, hip-hop dominated, so most hip-hop artists don't really play mu- uh, instruments. But, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, the bass guitar player would be start off in one band and then he would kind of take his own path <clears throat> and then start his own he would start his own band or you know become the you know the lead singer in his own his own imprint. Um but yeah that happened a lot, so it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, folks, looks like we're getting to the end of this thing, man. Where are we at, dude? Uh
1: 129. Okay. So yeah.
0: Not not as long as you normally get down, but you know. Mm-hmm. I hope we we lived up to your podcast expectations. Mm -hmm. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. We're out of here. Peace.